Pfizer's shipment. Actually, you raise a good point. I don't know of, I've never heard of them actually like selling cargo. Normally, it's just they ransom the ship and the crew. It's interesting. It's a different form of piracy. Do they never normally go for the? They don't go for the the, the stock. I seem to remember it only really being about the ship and the people on it. They ransom the individuals and they ransom the ship. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they also like were like, oh, look at all this flour. Ooh, car parts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know why uh, the Somali pirates didn't go after the Suez Canal backup. But if they get the if they get the Australian they vaccine have. shipment, they should have. They, they should have. Uh, right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the forty they... k. Oh, sorry, Diffy. After you. No, no. After you, it's your show. I mean, blew the lead. <laughs> Arguably, it's guess. the Twitch chats show. Is what it is. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the forty k. Jason <laughs> Chum joined by Val. No Falcon because he's currently. MIA. Uh, he did such a good job at Charity Homer at Chariot Hammer. I think they, he said he was streaking the whole way home. Just running naked. <laughs> running naked. Like the Revenant. It's, but imagine... it's brisk, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit brisk. <laughs> it's hot where he is. Hot. So hot. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the show. We're joined by Val. Hello, Val. Lovely to have you here. Hello. Hello. Hello, Rob. Hello. How are you, sir? I'm lovely. Thank you very much. Uh, and we're also joined by Diffie. Woohoo! Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm. Uh, I'm a fair way through my second glass of uh, of vino. Oh, no, lovely, lovely, lovely. Perfect for the forty k. I know it's the vibe you're after. We covered. We're covering the gamut of the time zones today. <laughs> Seven a.m. midday yeah. for me like 9 p.m. Uh, for the Diffster. So uh, a global, you could say, um, network d- ready to discuss what it is. You could also call it a global pandemic. Of <laughs> no, um... uh, you know, I've actually discovered that as a North American, it's much easier to hang out with Australians um, with flexible day jobs than uh, it is to hang out with people in the UK because you guys are just that, you're that five hours ahead. That's just a little more awkward than just twelve hours. Also, we're just so most of most of my messages with with Rob are, "Hey man, are you free to chat?" He goes, "I'll be free to chat in an hour. I'll be asleep. I'll catch you tomorrow." Repeat. <laughs> <laughs> like better now though. Better now than like a couple of years ago because not doing the nightclubs, I I now have a normal human being sleep schedule. Uh, so I wake up, or an average human being's uh, sleep schedule. There is no normal, obviously. Um, so uh, I wake up at regular human times, um, and so it's yeah. better. Nine thirty-three. Yeah, I have I have different different Warhammer time zones on my watch, so I can actually figure this out. Oh wow, that's useful. Mm-hmm. I might get them. I'd like. I'd like to say I feel privileged, but yeah, I'm you get sure the clocks. That's, that's for Adam. Yeah, I'm gonna get the clocks. I'm gonna go old school and do the clocks. That's gonna be really fun. Put them in TVs. In TVs. In clocks TVs. in TVs is what I'll do. That's that's a copyright. Okay. <laughs> I just want you to say that the uh, the FLGN's IP policy is coming. Oh. And uh, and you know we might have to take creative action against against. Well, uh, I believe the putting first just network... anything in a TV. I believe the first network, uh, which was down under network, uh, was TVs. Uh, really? And yes, uh, maybe not to the same uh, as you, but we would have uh, the guests 
logos in TVs. I think uh, so. I think either um, of you coming on my so, show and talking mm, about ripping people off is fucking cheeky. Is what I'm gonna say. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna put both of you <laughs> under a fucking microscope, but I won't. I'm just gonna say hello to everyone in the Twitch chat. Thanks, Cold Shoulder, uh, for uh, for subscribing. Nine months sub, baby, being a great ride with a great group of people and chilling the Twitch chat. Um, uh, big love to you. Thank you. Thanks, Nurgle Matthew, for being the wicket keeper and donating ten gift subscriptions. <laughs> Uh, and Incredible. hello everyone else in the chat. Hope you're all really well. Uh, there's some 40k adjacency today uh, because I'm Ooh. gonna. Well, I mean, there's a load, but I, I'm gonna ask you both how you are before we might bring up any subject that might be bubbling to the surface in the 40k community at large at the moment. Diffy, let's start with you. How's life? Lockdown number six, baby. Uh, sucks, yeah. but um, yeah. Okay. But but started a new business in the middle of a global pandemic and that's um that's a great move. Um but I'm loving <laughs> I'm loving the um <laughs> the being able to manage my time. Okay. Um yeah. Good. That's that's Good. all I got. That's all I got on that. Inspirational words from Diff. <laughs> yeah. Inspirational. inspirational. I'm just going to introduce Diff in case people uh, don't know. Diff uh, runs Down Under Pairings along with Adam Camilleri, um, as well as like the Down Under Pairings Network, 40K uh, uh, Down Under. Uh, and then also like uh, is responsible. I think it's not a secret, is it? Like You work, you work uh, with um, and are a part of the BCP group as well. Uh, so like uh, Diff's got like a, a foot in many pies, as well as like an ETC player and a, a 40k player of note, like several <laughs> years ago, and like Diff a bunch of other stuff. Diff doesn't just have a finger in the pie; he's got a whole foot in the pie. Arguably, he Diff. is the pie. He is the pie. If anyone has gone to the Best Coast Pairings website and thought, "Holy crap, they have a website!" Mm. I think you could probably you could probably say thank you. Thank you, Jack. And if anyone's been to the website and thought, why can't I run my event from this website? Great question. Great Go to down under fucking parents. question. It's on my list. Right? <laughs> it's on the list. <laughs> Imagine being able to like say that. Like Everyone else in the world is like, like it's on my list. And there's just TOs around the world like, hurry the fuck up. Like, what? <laughs> Um, anyway, thank you. Good list. Where is it on the list? Can I ask? Like, where Can I on see the list? I'd love to see the list. Yeah, I'd like to see the list. It is. Uh, it is after Elo ratings. Hmm. That's okay. Peter um, did that already. He's good. He's got it. He's got it sorted out for you. Uh, yep. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, no, Matthew. Thanks for donating. Fucking health. 20 gift subscriptions in the chat. Holy shit. Fuck. Is he a man? Is he an animal? We don't know. Wow. Uh, so it's after ELO ratings, but what's it before? What is it before? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I don't, I'll, I'll have to look at Whatever Val just asked you for what a minute about, ago. Uh, quality of life improvements to the Android app. Hmm? Huh? Um, be able to star so, star events, star events. That'd be great. There Love is that. there's there's a the pie we're talking about. Uh -huh. um, I don't touch the Android slice or the Apple slice. Are you purely Linux? You are the Diffy is here as the Linux representative for BCP. Uh, Diffy's responsible for users and anyone who of, uses the uh, Microsoft Store. For some reason, <laughs> 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 like one guy with the Microsoft phone, like yes, 
my guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if for those that still have a BlackBerry, I'm sure we can we can hook you up. <laughs> yeah, I'm really into that. Could you page me results? Is that a thing? Can I get that? That's fucking genius. Get the pairings in the page code. Yeah, everyone's just got oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Do either of you guys I don't know if you guys either of you like ever had a pager go off on vibrate, but it was like a cattle prod. Like it was like the most powerful vibrate function ever put into a device. It was insane. No. On a pager. On a pager, I've, yeah. I've I've never had a requirement for a pager. Hey Val, need... my sister my sister had yeah, one. Yeah, of course course you didn't have one thinking doing, doing a patrick bateman takeover Why? in a suit in the <laughs> in the bush administration i could i could see i could see uh i could see pagers going back uh coming back you know there'd be there being a little uh like a little little hipster return of the pager you can you can get well, back to people on your own time although you'd have to have your own cell phone because there are no pay phones or landlines anymore so you'd have to have a cell phone to pager you get like one of those old Nokia bricks that all you could do is make phone calls, do text messages, and play Snake. That's right. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. There are literal Kickstarter phones that are like six hundred dollars that 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 they're just designed to only have those functions, which are really funny. They're dumb. <laughs> yeah, people are like, I'm out. I don't want any part of this because you could. It's like the excuse, yeah. right? <laughs> like now I've got now I've got two vaccines and there are no restrictions in England. I have no excuses. People are like, do you want to hang out? And I'm like. <laughs> Um, I'm covers COVID. COVID. They're like, no, it's not. That's <laughs> not. Uh... <laughs> uh, right, Val. Uh, talk to me. How are you? Uh, washing a washing a bo- uh, washing upon the sea of the crimson tide. How are you today? Um, I'm. I don't know. I'm doing pretty darn good. I'd say. I'm getting ready to move house. Nice. End of uh, end of next week. That'll be fun. On my own little little uh, studio shack in the back, it's absolutely lovely. Um, and uh, we're having a little bit of a fire alarm, um, so that's nice. And aside from that, it's just making my way, getting lining up the old ducks in a row. Okay, good, good, good. Did you get your car all fixed up? Did I get my car all fixed up? What happened to my car? I don't know. Last time I was on the call with you, uh, <laughs> you were at a dealership. Fixing a car. Oh. oh. Was it a rental? I can't remember. I think occasionally there's routine maintenance that one must have to one must do to, to vehicles that you're paying for to just sit in your parking garage because it's a pandemic and you don't go anywhere. Good time. Good time. I'm going to go look into the whole fire thing. Uh, you guys talk amongst yourselves. Okay. All right. We will. We will. <laughs> we won't bring up uh the the we won't uh, bring up what's happening in the minute he's wearing pants he's wearing pants he's wearing pants. maybe maybe he's like, dealing with I the mean, enemy below yeah maybe he's dealing with the enemy below who knows um uh, irish alchemist thank you for uh, resubscribing um uh it's looking very fun uh diffy just quick question because uh, obviously lockdown over there uh in australia <laughs> have you got any like big 40k events coming up any around like october like the hunt for Red october anything like that on not sure uh, what do you think, Diff? Honestly, I should know these things, um, but uh, I, I, I keep this. What what we've got here um, is uh, a fear of planning. Okay. So you know, you know, a fear of you know FOMO, fear of missing out. Yeah. 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 All right. So so the amount of tournaments that have been cancelled or borders have been closed, and so you can't fly to them. 
at like the last minute. Um, it, it just makes it difficult to make plans for events that aren't local, which means big events get harder. <clears throat> um, uh, so yeah, at the moment, uh, I think three or four of our big states are all in lockdown. So 40K events are a bit up in the air. Um, but uh, fingers crossed, uh, on the Australia Day weekend, which is uh, in January, so it's not that far away, I think it's pretty much the same weekend or just before LVO, we'll have um, Uprising, which will be our big um, end of season uh, when event. When is that, October? Which was good last... No, no, no January. Fuck, I mean... It, uh, Having, yeah, as I said, planning planning events at the moment is is hard. Of course, it is. Um, because to get to to have a big event in Australia, you need mm, you need players to be travelling, uh, and we can't do it at the moment. So that makes it difficult. There is a um, uh, an event which uh, I haven't been to in a few years called uh, um, Arc Forty K, which um, is uh, a more hobby focused event. Yep. Uh, it's much smaller points. Uh, and, um, yeah, um, it's just not my cup of tea anymore. Um, but, uh, it's, it's quite popular. It's one of the biggest events in Australia. Um, I think it's the largest attended event, uh, and the longest running event in Australia period. How many, how many players um, would go to that? Um, well, this, during COVID times, it's hard to say, but, um, I, like it, it's a, up 200 would be, um, I think, the last time that it ran pre-pandemic was about 200. So under 571. Um, uh, yeah, under 571. Significantly under 571. Okay, perfect. Um, what's what's the 571? Just wondering. Just... Uh, I believe that was a. <laughs> I believe that's a, that that is a, a New Balance shoe. <laughs> <laughs> What the U five seven one is a new but is a new balance shoe. I think it might be U five seven one. U five seven one. That's a that is an ex, that is a that is an expansion for bingo. Actually, <laughs> for people who don't have it, don't get enough <laughs> don't get enough out of the uh, the the just the however many letters are in bingo. <laughs> uh, uh, right. Um, uh, do you want to do you want to talk about the the thing that occurred over the weekend potentially? Uh, or do we want to avoid that? Charity hammer. going to happen as a result of yeah, it. Yeah, well, I don't know. If, I don't hammer. know if we want to. Yeah, tra- yeah, yeah, yeah well, I haven't. I don't know much about that. So you could tell me about that. I don't want to. I don't want to tread the cruel sea that is the story from the weekend. Um, but if you guys want to, uh... why don't we save it and then later on we can burst up from the ice? Uh, nice. Very good. <laughs> from the very good. You know, like very dramatically. Yeah, that's that's okay. I'm super into that. I. I have picked my attire and backdrop for the topic. Um. <laughs> Charity Hammer. Uh, Can you explain like Charity much... Hammer to people who might not be aware, such as me? Uh, I can. I can try. Yeah. Um, they, they. It is a, an event uh, for, uh, for the most part, North American forty uh, uh, k folk that has been running for I think three years. In in uh, in Washington near Seattle, and uh, it's it's uh, really cool. It's sort of grown in size um, as uh, Mr. Colin Sherman's network of people has grown. He's invited more and more people to 40k camp slumber party, 
and they uh, they raise money for I believe the charity's Child's Play, which basically um, I don't know provides provides services, entertainment, and support for for kids who are long haul in the hospital. And they raise money this year. They actually use. I know Tom Layton in the past has been a little concerned about uh, how they actually collected the funds, but they actually they used a, they used a site to to manage all the the donations this year, which looked really above board and wonderful. So they got a lot more professional. They ran three they ran three streams. Um, all of them sort of like top down cameras with some side angles, but it was three streams for seventy two hours or whatever it is. Three straight days of of forty kang, and they go around the clock. Um, it's pretty wild and, and pretty fun, and they raised very close to forty thousand dollars U.S. Wow. So like a million dollars Canadian. Hey, congratulations to those guys. Where is it? Um, Where is it? Uh, it's it's. I think it's held just outside of Seattle. I uh, I might be wrong about that. But the I'm U.S. Pretty, Let's just like say the forty ninth parallel, yeah. roughly. Yeah, very close to Vancouver. Very close to Vancouver. Washington State is one of those states that could probably just sort of merge into Canada pretty safely, um, except they'd still be armed. Uh, and we wouldn't be, so it wouldn't work out that well. But uh, but yeah. would they get free healthcare? Uh, good question. Maybe we could trade healthcare for guns. <laughs> uh, maybe that would be. <laughs> that's how. I think I think that's what they've done. When you come to the hospital with the gunshot wounds, just give us the gun. You can have the healthcare. I think that's good. I think that's a good good exchange. I agree. I agree. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, thank you. you. How do we get to that uh, from a really nice thing about charity? So, yeah, anyway, like basically like a lot of 40K notables and like YouTuber types and, and, and personalities, but also just a lot of really good players were there. They did the, quote, hardest GT ever, which I didn't even look to see who wound up winning. Um, I know Lennon was Probably. in the semis. Um, here, why don't you guys talk about your, amongst yourselves? I'm going to we'll, we'll break this news because, you know. That center and all. Uh, I don't know yeah. who won it. I didn't. Um, uh, was it was it uh, play conservatively, John Lennon, uh, or not? Conservative only in his sock selection, Robert. <laughs> 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 uh, it sounds like a great event. Congratulations to the people who worked really hard to raise money for charity. You deserve a pat on the back. Um, you obviously are lovely people. Uh, bravo, bravo. Uh, is all I'm going to say. A big round of applause uh, in 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 doing that thing that you really enjoy doing, uh, and also getting money at the same time for charity. That's great. Um, uh, to quote my favorite, you can still make. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say you can still make donations too. They're leaving it up because uh, I think they were at like thirty-seven thousand. Um, so you can still uh, you can still make donations if if you missed it and you and you wanted to contribute to the cause. There's a, on top of that, for a little extra incentive, there's all kinds of like really great raffle prizes. Last year, I won a bunch of stuff, which I then just re-gifted to the Nopen. But, you know, it's it's pretty good odds to win something cool, and you're helping out a great cause regardless. So, anyway, yeah, they did they did wonderful. That's great. That's, uh, that's great news uh, for those guys. And I hope it was a good event uh, for everyone involved. It was fun. Uh, I think the other thing that maybe uh, overshadowed it from the weekend was uh, some pretty big news, and that's the Hexfire sold out. That was the uh, oh, wow. sold it sold out. Oh, where's Diffy gone? Oh, we lost Diffy. <laughs> Diffy, Diffy is Diffy is running to his computer because he also read that apparently they don't more. Uh, you saw that? Maybe that was a response to Hexfire. <laughs> if, you order, if you pre-order on pre-order weekend, you don't uh, you don't miss out anymore. You they always bring it back. You don't miss out anymore. Uh, oh, we just returned with the diffs. Uh, he's back with a different microphone. Yeah, maybe. I, re I refused. Different microphone. 
Oh no, it's fine. It's fine. It's settled. It's fine. It's settled. You carry on. Lovely. Yeah. Um, it, I refuse to talk about charities. Um, <laughs> that's fine. He is unsure. There was a. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, the Hexfire sold out, uh, which is pretty shocking. Uh, but did you see the big 40k news from the weekend? <clears throat> what, what happened? The announcement what? of a roadmap from Games Workshop was the... Uh, a roadmap? The, the roadmap. Uh, like how to get to Pardon me? How to get to Nottingham from uh, from London, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> this is where we have all of the supplies, is the roadmap. Head north. Yeah. Head north. <laughs> <laughs> Just different roadmaps. No, they've announced that on Saturday, this Saturday coming, um, uh, that there's going to be a 40K roadmap of codexes and, and releases, um, uh, is what they've said. Uh, so oh, that's, yeah, that was one of the community articles. It's pretty big news, I think, personally. There has to be a backlog, right? Because the release schedule was so slowed down over COVID that there just has to be a backlog of stuff. Well, so a lot of people think the backlog is due to like supply chain issues. Like a lot of those supply chips, uh, obviously <laughs> like uh, like blocked by the Crimson Tide. But I'm not sure why uh, we've had the kind of slow roll that we seem to have had. Uh, hopefully we'll see it pick up uh, in the future. Um, yeah. uh, but I still think, think loads of the supplies are, 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 are trapped in the Black Sea. I've heard. I don't know if that's true. They, well, after, after, one year of eighth, after one year of eighth edition, they had uh, what everything except Gene Steeler cults, sisters, and orcs out. So like that was June to June and eighth. So the, by comparison, we're still well behind the eighth edition pace. So hopefully they they double time it. That'd be really great. Do you think how how far do you think we'll see the roadmap go roughly? Usually they do a quarter, man, like, and they they tell us like their roadmaps in the past have been like here are the next fill in the blank codexes, but maybe they maybe they'll address like FAQs and like here's our schedule going forward, like here's when the next big fact will be. Maybe they'll do that. That'd be neat. Okay. Go what I'm interested, I'm less interested, although still interested, uh, in what's on the roadmap, and I'm more interested in the odds and uh like there should be a betting website for this yes of how close we'll actually stick to it um like i don't care like just release some stuff don't release some stuff like i just like i like whatever like tell us some cool things that's fine uh like i'm just excited for them all having codexes generally because it feels a bit like a, a haves and have not situation which is a bit lame for people who have collections and they want to they want to collect them anyway so uh just but it's cool that there's going to be a roadmap i really hope it's like super upfront and they like tell you what's going to be in it and it's like very cool and like because i currently i'm like excited about my orcs but my my emotions are all misplaced because i'm like when can i play when can i play them when can i play them uh, and when can I buy the rest of Well, you run your own events, so play them whenever you want. Yeah, but I'm not, uh, well, <laughs> I was going to say I'm not a dickhead, but we all know Twitch chat, that's not true. But we do know that I try to make <laughs> it fair, yeah? Like, I like to be a fair dickhead. Uh, so I think that, yeah. I, I like the no, the no FAQ, no codex rule is a good one. I think it's a good one. Right. So, yeah, I like that's it. not an unfair ruling. 
What, no F. Because <laughs> how do you how do you deal with truck boys? There are like legitimately broken things in that codex that need to be fixed. So hey. Yeah, like I think just no F- no FAQ no play is super super nice. Although weirdly, even <laughs> though uh, Admech have been available to play at our event for a while, no one's really brought them. It's been a lot. We've had a lot of mar- like this weekend. We had a lot of Marines. Although big shout out to our Thousand Suns player who was having the best time with Magnus, and he got drawn into Drukari like round one and round two, and he was like, oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> like. And then Magnus just, <laughs> and then Magnus just lived, and I kept coming back to the table. And he's like, "Magnus is fucking live," and the Jakari player was livid every time. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. I had a great time watching it. It was so fun. Every time I was Magnus alive, he's like, "Yeah, he's fucking alive. It's going great." I was like, "This is awesome. Um, this is really fun. Uh, it's really, really fun." Uh, okay, shall I just uh, shall I just move us on to the situation that occurred at the weekend uh, for context or not? One quick one quick aside before we actually sort of an inside to the question, the original thing. Yeah. Uh, just uh, maybe um, you know, lower. Let's just lower the score on this whole thing. Yeah, okay, let's just lower it down a bit. Um, with regards to roadmaps, are there? And this is a, this is an innocent question. Are there other games kind of like this where there's like a lot of incremental rules changes and such? Where they do release a roadmap, like where they do tell you exactly when stuff's going to go down, or or is this like black box of magic, a common thing? Uh, no, like like well, in most in most competitive games, there's some <coughs> sort of indication. Like it depends what you're asking. Are you saying? Are you asking? Is it a competitive game that's worth talking about? Therefore, requires a professional roadmap, a la Counter Strike, or is it just a right. hilarious mishmash of like put together crap uh, designed to sell uh, miniatures to people? Um, and therefore, can you compare it to like when the next plushie is out? Um, uh, okay. So, uh, column A, yes. Column B, also yes. So. All right, as purveyors of uh, uh, competitive organ, uh, you know, uh, of advanced spectacles and uh, and so forth, let's pretend. Let's just put on our silly hats mm-hmm. and let's just pretend so. that that you know is a game worth playing that people people would like to know more about. What is a good model? What like do do you know exactly when the next Magic set is coming out and what it yes. what it's entail? Okay, that's all. You I don't read. know. So, well, the the slight there's a difference between. Like Magic and 40k, well, obviously there's lots of differences, but from a release schedule perspective, they have they have sets which are usually two or three parts which are released. Yeah, um, what, the core and the boosters that come with it. <clears throat> yeah, well, no, but but also like they um, think of it like additions, but they're it's a constantly rolling process. Yeah, um, and you don't, and and so you have a whole bunch of shit drop at one time rather than it, we get this drip feed kind of approach in 40k yeah. um so magic has a it has a schedule and you know when shit's gonna drop but it also it's just a different it, it's a different beast um yeah it's yeah. Just a different beast you also it to change to change like your deck is really well if you take the money factor out of for a second i mean you don't have to spend hours and hours and hours painting this shit like sure. You just you just play it, um, yeah. But I think what is it? Uh, I'm not a war machine war machine connoisseur, but uh, am I correct in saying that war machine release all armies at the start of a new, new edition? Uh, yes, yeah, big reset, <clears throat> don't they? Yeah, I I I would much prefer that format um, that re- release everything at the start of the edition and then 
bring in effectively FAQs and erratas um, to balance stuff that they fucked up. Yeah. And then, I, uh, yeah, I think it's like no branding thing would be like, because a lot of people are like, well, then they can't make all their money. It's dumb. It's like, well, no, because you just charge everyone a monthly fee for that, uh, that rule set. But then after that, um, you can still do your big splash releases, right? You're yeah. just not upset. You're not turning over the entire Apple cart every single time because the whole army changes. You know, you're just, you're shaking yeah. them up. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I think part Bob's of the issue. He doesn't like talking about these things anymore. He doesn't like to dream. I just don't know why. Like, it matters. Like, it's, it, like, like, so, so right now the game is not something I actually like playing because it's so unbalanced. And that's the you, best you bit about it, Diffie. Like, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. It's hilarious. Like, you must have put the cheat code in when you're building your perfect ideal <laughs> Sims house. You know, you like, you want, you want the, you want the landscape back garden, and you want the three tier house. You know, you can't get it doing it properly, so you put the cheat codes in, and you think, this is what I want. I want the gorgeous Sims house. You know that you're going to look for the really high end interior design, and you just do it. And that's where I'm at. Right, I think let's go all the way. Let's like I want a unit that's like this unit just kills that unit three up dead. Doesn't matter on a, on a six. <laughs> you mean like on a six <laughs> like, that the unit on a three is, up is automatically on a three up. Play? You can't come out oh, point okay. re-roll it though. That's the caveat. So it's a little yeah, nerfed. <laughs> it's a little nerfed, right? <laughs> uh, oh, right. I love yeah. it. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Like why? Why? <laughs> At what point? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question. At what point? Go ahead. Was the game ever balanced? Uh, end of it's summer 2019. Bollocks. Uh, Diffy, your your shout. Fifth. Fifth edition. What even happened then? Wasn't it all green boards and there was some like Swedish fellow who like stopped someone deep striking with white scales or something and like that's all that happened for seven years. Crute. It was it was crude, yes. Uh, and it was a what he, he uh, it was a dawn of war mission and the white scar player decided to bring on all of his army and the crew the tower player then infiltrated crute all along the board edge and the guy lost. Uh good. Is what I'm gonna say. Rob was trying to get an idea of what was what was the game state in those days. What was well, uh, almost what? every single almost every single codex had um, multiple competitive builds. Is that true? In yeah. fifth edition. In fifth edition. Yeah. Right you're up. Right up until and even then, I still Grey think uh, yeah, Grey, Grey Knights kind of fucked a little bit. Um, right at the very end, but you know that's you know, hashtag bring back Matt Ward. Maybe Matt Ward should just write all the codexes. Uh, little, all of little, them. little inside note for everyone. Um, uh, I worked for Games Workshop during this period of time uh, under an NDA at the time, but all of the uh, it's not called Psychic Awakening. What was before Gathering Storm, written by Matt Ward. Uh, like, yeah. So that explains yeah. it. <laughs> Like they were like, don't tell anyone, and I was like, fine, I'll tell no one. But he goes right stuff all the time. I will tell no one. <laughs> I remember. In has the end? Has the NDA expired? Uh, <laughs> or you still care? But maybe just no one cares about Gathering Storm anymore. Although you know, yeah. Um, the um, 
I was trying to say I was trying to say something. Oh, the seventh edition. I remember reading like the seventh edition Grey Knights book. It may have been it may have been released in six. It doesn't really matter. It was the boringest book ever, just like the Orcs book in those days and whatever. And I went back and read the fifth edition Grey Knights book, and I felt like they could have just kept that book and it would have worked great later on. I feel like it would be kind of a neat to create a format where you just take like the faction's all-time best book and you just bring it up into like you just put them all together. You just figure out ways to make the rules sort of work together, and then everyone just gets to play their best best faction rules. I think awesome. or I think go back. We talked about this last night. I think you turn up to the table and you got a with your list and your opponent's list. You both got to roll the dice to see which one you're playing. Like fucking let's go. <laughs> so <laughs> so we have um at at the end of the year uh in Australia each of the states have uh well most of the states have a masters event. Uh-huh. And South South Australia um which is a state Funnily enough, in the south of Australia, gotcha. um, not near the Northern yeah. Territories. Yeah. It's, it's directly below the Northern Territory. Would you say they're the slightly would, east? Would you say they're the enemy below? Sure, we'll go with that. Um, now, we have a Northwest Territories. Is this kind of like that? Yeah, pretty much. We have Northern Territory, South Australia, Western Australia. Right. Yeah. Uh, basically, when we were colonised, the English named like the east coast like queensland new south wales victoria and they're like now you guys name the rest all right and we're just like that one's in the west that one that was north everything was just marked with a giant x <laughs> everything was just a crooked x on all the maps from for, for yeah. generations so the, south australia had a masters event that ran for a number of years and what they did is they got people outside of the state to write a number of lists based on models and collections that were provo- like given to them. Um, or, and then when you rocked up to the event, you were randomly out given an army. So it was like a eight player or 16 player invitational and you rock up and you were given an army to play, um, which is a fucking awesome format. Um, you can't do it obviously in a major or a GT, but like small event, I think that's fucking awesome. That's wild. That's super fun. I like that a lot. Yeah, I like that loads, uh, as well as only fifteen hundred point tournaments, and I'm still too much of a coward to run them. How dare you, Val? How dare you say it? Coward, <laughs> <laughs> but like you're having all these wicked, wicked events at, at your spot. I'm sure you could come up with sixteen dudes willing to give it a shot. Yeah, maybe. That's all, That's all I was saying. Maybe I'm just having a like. I think like <laughs> Nick says in the chat. If we're talking forty k, so Nikos in the chat doing forty k. Forty k like at the moment is a joke as a competitive game. Um, I like because of like win rates and books. Um, but a team format works quite nicely, and I think fifteen hundred points teams could be quite interesting. Like and would be fun to talk about. Um, in the future, but like, I don't know. Like, it's it's all it's all much and much enough. Uh, like, right? Uh, Neil says I actually went to a swingers tournament once. You were kept swapping armies. It was great fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Ooh, okay. Um. So here's here's another good format. Um. Uh, so uh, we call it Iron Man. Uh. Basically, we traditionally do it in a one day event, but you start off round one thousand point army. Round two, 1,250-point army, but you have to have the whole 1,000 points in it. And then round three, 1,500-point army, and you have to have the whole 1,250 points from the previous round in it. So you keep adding effectively 250 points um, and changing changing the army. Can I, can, cool. I, can I, while we're just talking about redesigning how tournaments work, 
can I make a can I make <laughs> a statement? Can we not paint our models anymore? Because it takes ages. Like it takes so <laughs> long. And I'm not rich. I'm not rich. I can't afford to pay someone else to do it. It takes forever. In fact, actually, so having so having three D printed some models, it takes ages to. <laughs> It took me and Matt, we run a 40k event this weekend, great fun, loads of fun, here at the TSN Arena. Please do join us at any point in the future. There's a link to, in the chat. Um, but uh, me and Matt spent all of, Matt runs the venue, and me and Matt spent all of the day building four Rick, Rucker Truck Squig Buggies together. It took us all fucking day. One orc on the back of the Rucker Truck Squig Buggy is eight pieces. Eight that's seven. I'm holding up seven. Eight. <laughs> Eight. Now I've got to paint that dickhead so, orc. You know you can. Oh my god. You know you can 3D print in color, right? Yeah. You could just 3D you know print your models already. Not... not all the way though. Yeah. But no, you can. You... You're sure you can. I'm, like, who who the fuck's the company that does the D and D models? They like. Oh um... yeah, Heroforge. Hero Forge, you can you can buy their 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 models pr printed in colored resin or colored I don't know fucking whatever it is, um, and it comes already in the colors. Okay, all right, yeah, I I'll do that. Look into that. Yeah, let's look into just that. Just fucking don't just that's don't just right. Print your army. Here print here already, already painted. Here I state my intent <laughs> to three D print colored forty K models for the for everyone. That's my. Allegedly, slash it's a joke, uh, Games Workshop lawyer who now has to listen to the preceding statement. <laughs> Imagine there's a Games Workshop lawyer who has to listen to all content put on by all content producers. And he just, like, he just goes feral after like two months, just like fucking gunning people down in the office. He's like, they told me you're all bastards. Every single one of them. I haven't heard a pleasant f fucking statement in two months. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> poor shit um uh, <laughs> uh anyway i just saying it takes a lot to paint models i don't know if anyone else it does. has been through that um so at the weekend i I literally at the weekend at the weekend diffy do you want to take us through the what happened <laughs> or val do you want to and then get told off about doing it wrong no because i screwed I'll, it up I'll, the last I'll time so i'm not gonna do it <laughs> I'll give it a go. Got a diff. I'll, I'll, I will give it a okay. go. All right. Um, but for those for those playing at home, there is a Facebook group called Competitive 40K. Don't go there. Um, the player... The, don't go don't there. Don't go there. But, like, the player and tournament organizer have posted in this group their, um, their stories. Um, so you can fact check me there. Long story short, uh, a player uh, in round... So before the event... They submitted the list, uh, and they saw that a couple of top players had lists that were very good against theirs, but they could beat them in rounds four and five. Okay. And okay, so I mean... they're like, "I've just got to, I've just got to, I've just got to avoid them until rounds four and five. Okay. So round one, he basically tabled his opponent in the first turn, uh, and then stepped off all the objectives. And he had some of his reserves um, that were, I don't know, what's, is it still why we stand, we fight? The ones that you want to keep alive? Yeah. Um, anyway, for secondaries. Um, or is it called something else now? 
fuck. Anyway, uh, he kept. He decided to not bring them in uh, on turn three, and so they died in reserves. Mm. Um, so they weren't alive at the end. And basically, he reduced the amount of points he got. I think he got like a forty or a fifty point win. Right. So he avoided these these people in for round two. Um, now, the what happened after that is 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 a bit of a gray area. Um, what I have heard, yeah. uh, f- but I'm still not 100% certain. So I believe he was told that that's not kosher. Okay. And then he, um, but he didn't get penalized. He just, um, just was encouraged not to do it again. And in round two, he did it again. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and the TO didn't know that he did it in round two. It comes to round four and he's made aware of it and he goes, yellow card, you've got uh, an auto loss for this round. Oh, wow, okay. Okay. Um, okay. That's my vague understanding of this. So- uh, that has then spun off so many fucking tendrils. All right. One is you know, deliberately submarining, is that okay? Um, which I give less of a fucks about. Um and then number two is suddenly every single man and their dog are experts on pairings algorithms, um, uh-huh. which <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, I can tell you um, they are not. <laughs> okay. I, uh, can I say something first? Like, because I, I got an opinion on this. So when Pete was very upset about the Ducari FAQ, not, and also the win rate for the Ducari, yeah, there was a Frontline Gaming Network article that said, and I quote, just avoid the matchup. Now, I'm not saying that the player took that to heart, but if we've been told that in order to do well at events, we must avoid the matchup, how am I to then think I can't do the thing? It's so confusing. Hashtag, I'm being given tactical advice. Yeah, I'm saying giving tactical advice from one place. And then I'm doing the thing. I put chainsaws probably in my army as well. I've done the whole business I need to do. And people are pissy with they me. Like a burr. Yeah. Like, what can I do? What can I do? Like, that's my first statement. I will come back to it. When, when, I mean, now that you, you are um, embraced uh, a form of, of, of cynicism, nihilism, what have you, on whether or not this is a competitive Zen. game worth playing. Zen. Sorry. Sorry, Zen. Zen. I'm the nihilist. You're into Zen. Uh, I would say that I think that the, the the stuff that to me makes it a hard to take seriously competitive game that I wish we could do better is stuff that we actually control, which is shit like this, um, which is which is like having a format that incentivizes scoring less points, especially if it's win loss. If it's win loss with your with with your pairings based on battle points, which is not the greatest metric anyway. But nonetheless, if it's win loss, all you got to do is win. All you got to do is get to the final round and win. You're incentivized to not to, to basically run on that, that that edge, and there are there are people who have gamed this since the dawn of time. When you were in a battle points only tournament, which was determined by how many battle points you had, um, obviously this it wouldn't work. But it's it is a it is a symptom of win loss that probably should have changed that tiebreaker. But I'm no expert on pairings. <laughs> so so I, I I like to flip the question slightly on that. So oh yeah, fuck. I mean the big. Where's Pete when you need him? Uh, so I, I know of a fairly um, uh, high up player uh, that uh, when he goes to 
battle point only events, he takes a list that is designed to win big. And when he goes to non-battle point events um, or events that might still be battle point, but they're they're long enough that you end up with one winner, um, he'll take a defensive list and grind them out to make sure he wins every game. Um, rather than, and so he, he, he takes that that risk in the battle point only events. I mean, <clears throat> not everyone can change their list um, uh, and their archetype. So going to what I mentioned, I think to Rob before the call was, if you can't police something all the time, don't police it any of the fucking time. Well, can I can I just just explain for people at home really quickly <laughs> effectively what's happening by scoring low in earlier rounds what you're doing is you're meaning it means that you're avoiding potentially matchups you don't want to face maybe maybe yeah uh, better players yeah, or definitely. maybe also better players but also there's a maybe in that like it's not a guarantee mm-hmm. right and what you're trying to do so that like in your later rounds um that you're you've got maybe an easier path to victory is what you're effectively doing so what diffie's talking about is because you have wins but then when you get paired in the next round two people that have won um if they've both scored the highest in the round before they go on to play each other in the next round and then you 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 go down the all the winners from the previous round uh based on the points for the second and it's that that is the problem in this particular setup because the tournament was intentionally structured that way and like Diffie's about to talk about there probably are other ways to to structure tournaments so that that things like this don't happen or (coughs) players can be so good and this is what's blowing my mind that Diffie's talking about. Not only, like, some people turn up to 40K and they're like, hope I win some games. There are players yep. that are so <laughs> fucking good, yeah, that they, like Diffie has said, design different lists based on how it's paired. Not only are they winning, they're like, how do I want to win? Yeah? Like, and how many points are they going to win? And how many points yeah. am I going to win? And that is mind blowing <laughs> to me, right? I think yeah. that, like, that should be rewarded not criticized in my opinion because it's based on a skill set but anyway diffie's got things to you say also you also can't like all right so the only reason anyone's talking about it and is because he was up front that that's what he was trying to do like i mean it's it's hard to not be upfront about the example where you table someone first turn and then don't stand on objectives but like he if 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 this was decided that no, you can't deliberately submarine, which I think you can't enforce. Um, exactly. How do you like how someone could say no? I I was playing defensive and I was going after this bit over here because he could have done X, Y, or Z. Why can't you enforce right. it? Um, you can't enforce it because if I know that I'm not allowed to submarine uh, intentionally and I just don't say I'm doing it, I can still do it. Yeah. You, how can you possibly say what I'm, what my intentions are, with the exception of turn three? Oh, I'm not bringing my reserves down; they're gonna die. Um, like that, that kind of like. Or you, or <laughs> you shave, hard. or you shave points instead of just being really silly about it and scoring yeah. forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, the, and this comes back to my point because you can't police it realistically all the time. You shouldn't police it any of the time because you're penalizing someone who for starters, didn't realize they were doing something wrong. So think about this. If he thought he was going to get in trouble for it, if he thought he was going to get penalized for it, if he thought that it was not kosher, why the fuck would he be up front and say to the TO directly, this is what I'm doing and why? Yeah. He was, said why he was doing I it. I honestly... He in the, said in the story he wanted to dodge these Go on, Val, sorry. 
in the story you told, am I wrong in, in saying that he he then did it again, and that's when he got the yellow card, or was so, he yellow carded for, for so, defense? So no, he 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 was not yellow carded for round one. Um, two, 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 two. There's, but it was due to round two, I believe. All right. Um, but someone who knows more about it in the chat, please feel free to chime in if I'm if I've got it incorrect. But um, that's that's my understanding. Man, like, um, can I just say, like, it just feels like kid shit, <laughs> and also like ringing your dad's also feels like kid shit. Like, I I, I mean this, like, just be like, oh, cool, I didn't organize like it, so you couldn't do that. I'll remember for the next time. Like, like, mm. give a fuck. Mm. Like, I, I mean, give a fuck. Like, what? Like, in the, the army being run in question at the moment is Admech. Like, it's like a percentage chance difference to do slightly better in rounds four and five is what really is occurring. Yeah. Like, in a meta that's giga fucked. So who cares? And he can also calculate I... that, that the top of the meta is going to crush their opponents and that he's yeah. going to avoid the top of the meta when, when he doesn't crush his opponents but also exactly. that's the I meta mean, game. honestly yeah he like, could have that's... honestly done he could have honestly done it with just getting 60 or 70 point wins um, no one would have been talking about it and no one would have even been talking about it yeah. um he just yeah uh, and but that and so the the gray area here on why it is or isn't a problem is because um and fucked if I can be bothered going through the three like I woke up to this and <laughs> the post already had like 400 comments and I literally just said, fuck <laughs> this. Someone tell me what's going on. Um, uh, because it's just, fuck. Um, uh, and, but in the ITC code of conduct, which the event was using, um, there are a bunch of rules around sportsmanship and bringing the game into distribute and like a, a whole bunch of different examples that you can kind of mishmash to say it can, it applies here. Um and I'm, I can't be fucked saying one way or the other um, whether it does or doesn't. Uh, but I don't think it should because, as I said, if if he wasn't allowed to do it, if it was clear he wasn't allowed to do it, he could still do it. Yeah, if the, t- if the no TO has told you after to the first game, don't do this again, then don't do it again. Like that's yeah. that's yeah. really easy. Like that's really easy. TO yeah. is always God, right? <laughs> TO says, don't do this again. Yes. You can't do it again. They've got the cheat codes. Yeah, yeah, cheat codes. Yeah, he's got God, yeah, he's got God mode. I, can do I decide. Yeah. He's like, oh, the pack doesn't say that though. Like, well, I decide. Like, end conversation. Like, so I agree with that. That yeah. that hundred uh, percent. But as a tactic, However, so, I don't think it's a bad tactic. And I, I think it's a great fucking tactic. Yeah. And if maybe you can maybe you can share some of your ideas of how would you build a better mm-hmm. bread box? Because I think if we don't want people sandbagging and submarining, which I think we don't. It's, it makes for, for, for uh, like, I don't know, it seems lame to me. Uh, you want people trying. In a win-loss format, which the world has gone to, what would be uh, a better way there to are, pair? There are two ways, um, uh, in addition to the current format, that are worth even discussing, um, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, one is, I believe it's called a Swiss-Dutch system, which is what everyone's talking about at the moment. Which is a pile of fucking, a pile of garbage. Do not do it. Okay, so it will ruin the community, and I mean that like, I, I honestly mean. Well, tell it. me, tell me how so, does it work? Exciting into this. So, so Shade Spire. Oh shit! Or Warhammer Underworld. Don't you whatever, fucking dare! If he's um, in the imp- chat. Go on. They no, no. 
they used um, this system for like two or three seasons, editions, whatever, and the community said, fuck off, don't use this. Well, All right. <clears throat> what happens is everyone gets broken up into effectively at round one's random, no shock there. Round two, winners are one bracket, draws are one bracket, losers are one bracket. Yeah. And top plays bottom, second plays second bottom of each bracket. Yeah. All right. And then round three. Sorry. <laughs> you continue that way. Yeah. All right. Um, so round three, you've now got um, people that are on two wins. You've got people on two losses. You've got a win and a loss, et cetera, et cetera. All right. The problem with that format is while it's great for invitational events, like real, like, like it would be great for the charity hammer where they're all good players. Yeah. All right. What you end up with is good players curb stomping constantly new players right because round one yay i got a win fuck i have to play the best player out there all right like you the the people who win big are constantly playing the people who uh won small uh and so it gets it hurts the the new players so that's one reason not to do it also it warps scoring the, outcomes. yeah it warps the meta because you then no longer the defensive lists are not worth taking because they don't win big and because they don't win big you are always playing the top players um and always playing against top lists so bad format don't do it um the format worth considering and going down the path is pairing on win loss and then tiebreaker and random so all the winners randomized. <laughs> it's pretty easy. Like um, you win, rotate. Yep. Yeah. What about? So, can I ask a question? Um, you know, for for organization yep. at the end, like, would you do differential for like so? So for everyone to understand what's happening, basically the winners would play the winner. Like the winners play the winners, but they randomly play whoever won the last round, and then, but you might yep. still at the end of event end up with people in the winning bracket, i.e. Three people who went five and zero, as in they won all of theirs. So now yep. you need something to differentiate between those those three. <laughs> what would you say would be the best? For me, it feels like points variance or points differential is really important because what like I see a lot of really high scoring games like ninety versus eighty or you know seventy five versus like seventy like in a lot of these games yep. and actually. Because people are playing very conservatively and safely, because all they're doing is achieving their points and not denying, I think you interact more with your opponent if you make it so they have to create a differential. Like it, it like and and act like that's more of a spirit of the game conversation. But like anyway, so what do you think about pairing off the top? So uh, the three metrics I think worth considering. Uh, for your first tiebreaker, uh, one is battle points. I mean, that's still a valid option for placings. Um, but uh, I do like the um, uh, the margin of victory concept, which is effectively points differential um, uh, that you're bringing up. That's That would be one of my other options. And the third one would be uh, simply strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically your opponent's total scores. Um, that does get that a bit vague funky. because then you're also – you're also encouraged to let your opponent get more points. So, yeah, um, yeah, it gets a bit fucky. So I think I think margin of victory or battle points would be the most logical place to go. Um, conveniently, 
Best Coast Pairings does all the things I just said. Yes. I, and more. Yeah. Uh, uh, and more. I personally think that the differential is like the more I think about it, the more I commit to the differential, <clears throat> the more I think it's actually really, really important because the strength schedule thing is I think we, there's enough problems in it. You could have that conversation about it and, and understand why. <laughs> but the differential to me, having had this conversation in Age of Sigmar, is it puts two, it, two things occur. If you're winning already, you have to keep your foot on the gas to increase the differential difference. So you have to play harder no matter what the situation is. But if you're the loser, like if you go, if like if if you're turn two fucks, like everything goes wrong and you're like, fuck, I'm out. This isn't happening. You still go, right, okay, I'm not going to win now. But my differential, I can bring the differential up. Like, and also I can detract from your differential. It puts the loser in a, a, a spiteful winning position where they can detract points from you and they're working their hardest, which means you as the person in the winning position are having to work harder to make sure you guarantee your points. It means that the person on the higher differential has worked harder through all of his games like effectively and also means you're not you can't collude because that's the problem with battle points right like cool you win you beat me yeah. but it's 90 80 so i still get a load of like battle points for this particular situation and i think it avoids that you can't your opponent has to go low and you have to go high you can't like have any kind of other conversation and i still don't think it's perfect but i think it's better than the other two in my opinion what do you i think uh I think wind differential is an awesome way to, to do it, but it still allows for um, the, the thing where like top table just gets absolutely bounced uh, down the rankings when they lose, uh, like in the final round. What do you think about wind path pairing? Do you think there's any credit to any, any validity to that so that people are always paired in the same literal wind path as, as, uh, as, as their opponents. So that way, like sort of like you're, you're in your yeah. final round, you're, you're, like second place would always be second place because they were the only ones who lost on the top table. Uh, yeah. So for those who don't know what win path is, basically uh, that is so if I win um, two games, then lose a game, then win two games, my win path is WWLWW. All right. Um, uh, if I was to lose um, in round two, instead of round three, then it'll be WLWWW. Um, it's the same number of wins, same number of losses. But the first example, I lost later in the event, theoretically to better players, <clears throat> uh, versus losing in the earlier part of the event, submarining and playing lesser players. Um, and so the, um, the win path is a good metric to... Um, to sort people, um, <clears throat> and to your point, that would theoretically mean going into the last round, assuming um, the perfect number of players and number of yeah. rounds, um, then uh, the top table, if they are the only two undefeated players going into the final round, then they are first and second. Um, and I like that format. It is a good format because um, it feels shitty it really feels shitty when you get right to the end and some fucker um, who drew, I don't know, in round one um, and went five and five wins and a draw, leapfrogs right at the end um, because you you had a fucking nail biter and lost um, on the final table. But it's not. But it's not like a knockout league. It's rounds. 
So like it just doesn't it just doesn't apply. Like, while you might feel sad about it, like someone's like, "Oh, you're on the top table round five, it means nothing. Like you lost. You're actually in the top bracket. I actually we had a long conversation about this. Oh, I had this off air yesterday because I think the award system. I had a long long conversation with my friends in the South London Legion about this yesterday. Is I think the award system that we give out in 40k tournaments is negative anyway, and I think it develops and breeds a negative toxic culture. I think the awarding of an additional one victory point giving you the win therefore taking the tournament which means you have the conversation is unless you're doing like eight rounds or you do something like the LVO where you go into a bracket and it's knockout I think then it's a very valid conversation but I think the rest of the stuff like having looked at all the age like I, I look at all the age of sigma events I do the age of sigma stat center I look at this all the fucking time yeah and now we only talk about the bracket what bracket were you in okay you're in the 3-0 bracket for a one day cool yeah you're in the 5-0 bracket for a two day that's great that's the good conversation conversation yep. to have like that's the really good conversation like who came higher in that like unless you're rewarding players for doing something for doing that i.e a points differential i think the win path thing also doesn't it stops submarining but it doesn't help out the other hundred players in the field like you do nothing to well, help you, them like you're not you go on sorry you do help them though uh, sorry to interrupt but you, you, you do help them because then you add your a better metric than just straight battle points like like either uh what, what you're suggesting which is differential i think that's a great idea or strength of schedule or a combination of both once you're in like once you're in whatever your little bracket is um you're then delineated based on a better metric than straight battle points which can be manipulated very easily um but also like you're the interesting <clears throat> thing i've heard argued for for win path is that it also means that you're always playing players who are on the same trip as you so like if you if you get like uh, you know if you have a hopeful round one you go into round two you get absolutely blown out in round three you're playing someone who probably got blown out too because they're one they're one one and 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 coming into a game to try and bounce back so you're kind of on the same journey as the people you're playing which to me from a psychological perspective sounded kind of interesting because like at LVO like I would just get you know I lost my round one once. And then, okay, in this example, it doesn't really work because then we actually got smoked. I got smoked by the guy so, in the round. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so win path is is good for placings. I'm going to go back to my previous comment. Um, it's shit for um, pairings because <clears throat> you have the exact same issue. All right, round one, you lose a game, you submarine. All right, a good player might deliberately lose round one All right, in this format. Uh, and uh, or if they get a bad matchup or whatever it might be, fuck it. They just get a bad matchup. Good player plays another good player. They lose round one. They then, because they got a loss in round one, are constantly playing people that also got a loss in round one, and they're curb stomping people the whole way through. No, no, though, because they're not playing people who got a loss in round one. They're playing people who had a loss in round one, uh, a win in round two, and a win in round three. See, like they're they're literally playing their record. See, they're not playing. Go on, sorry, carry on. It just—it's not like you're—you're—you're you're, you're not placed with all the one and three and one and two people. Um, you're placed against someone who just came off a win and lost in the first round. See, that's—that's that's who you'd be. That's who you're—that's who you're paired. For me, against. I think the conversation the is too broad. Like, no, like the the pairing system isn't 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 being used or even events aren't even being used to make each individual game for each person, no matter where they are in their ability to win the event or not have a more fun game that's that's why like i think the differential is differential is so important i don't know if i've lost everyone uh at all val or diffie have i lost it to a chat 
<laughs> Mom? <laughs> Friends? <laughs> Have I lost everyone? Have I been kicked out of the chat? Hold on. I'm going to try and bring everyone back. Uh, let's see. Uh, what happened? happened? Hello, that everyone. That wasn't me this time. That wasn't me this time. Hello, Sorry. everyone. You're back, I think. Hold on. Was there an earthquake in Nottingham? Yeah. Uh, I don't know why Skype did that. It kicked me. Val, I lost your camera for some reason. I'm not That's sure. fine. I mean, I look like that. Usually. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Um, what I was saying was, uh, is that um, I, I, I think, I think you look at the whole system too broadly, and what should be trying to be achieved is how can you make everyone have a fun time? Yeah. Does that make sense? And I, I think, think that, when, when that was the argument I was trying to make that Wimpath actually potentially does lead to a better time that was all i was trying to say i think i think differential leads to the best time because every game is important every point you score is important everything you do is a little bit better and you can kind of like you you're 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 more you're more invested in every game whether or not you lost like you're invested in every game going forward in my opinion uh but like i'm sure that that's uh that's a, a maybe for everyone in the world but we'll see we'll see Ultimately, like I think uh, the best thing about this weekend, surely, is that it's highlighted a problem with the pairing system. Like you can't be lazy with the pairing system, otherwise it causes yeah. it causes issues, right? Yeah. No, I think it's a really yeah. great conversation because I think there's like a billion better ways to run tournaments now that we've reached some scale. Diff was alluding to things like ELO, which Pete actually brought in to to, to pair up uh, the the tournament at uh, Charity Hammer. Um, you know, like I'm a big I think there's a lot of hope in the future for like pre-seeded tournaments um, or like having, you know, different tiers in tournaments to ensure that there's a better alignment of, of skilled players against one another. So I think there's lots of stuff we can do. And I think, you know, good thing or bad thing, we tend to make um, changes or address problems in our little game here when dumb stuff happens. So it's always a good opportunity so to examine. The question I would have there on... Um, on the you know the holy grail so to speak of 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 tournaments is is the goal to have the community grow or is the goal to have the game as competitive as possible because they are mutually exclusive i think it's neither so i don't know what's your thought then well, because well, what's like the, the option? What's, the, what's, the, what's the, option three? So have the have the community grow is only pandered to new players, right? Have um, it be as competitive as possible. I mean, <clears throat> would require different companies to write the fucking rules. So, but we'll sidestep the fucking game state as is. Um, have the game be as competitive as possible would require some form of like structural balance, and I, that's why I think the team format's much better than anything else. But in my That's opinion, a form of structural balance. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 agreed. But in my opinion, and maybe this is a new opinion for me, I'm not sure, but it's definitely one I've been banging on a lot about recently. It's everyone who's already invested in the hobby, and new people, obviously, very welcome, of course. Yeah, everyone who's currently invested in the hobby at every level have as much fun as they fucking can. Like, I think if you tailor to anything else <laughs> other than that, like if you're competitive then structure the whole game so that it appeals to you. If you're new, structure the game so it appeals to you. And if you're there and you love having fun and you're there and you're competitive but you don't think you've got a chance but you're still trying, whatever that might be. Big shout out to John Scrivens. Like, um, you're giving it your fucking all, yeah? 
Uh, but you don't have like you like maybe you don't have it maybe you do who knows like you're waiting for your time like how is the game most fun for you like i think about this all the time now whenever i'm at an event i cover the top tables or whatever it might be but i always think how is everyone else like having a good time like how can you make it and like that's why like maybe it's cut off the back of talking about this with age sigma because obviously we've got a brand new edition now and we've got events and i was having a really good uh, chat with my friend mark wilson who does blood tie which is a team event recently and he's got it set up so it's just win 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 for the people who win and then there's a differential at the end and for everyone else it's being the best loser that's how it's set up so it's not in any like if you're gonna win cool fucking go on a win you towards a trophy we'll give you a slap on the ass and everyone on the internet will talk about you but for yeah. everyone else and which for everyone else it's the 95 to 98 percent of the field how am i making it so you're having more fun should be the only conversation in my opinion like because they prop up the entire fucking thing can right. I make can I make one one small comment sure. just to that? I agree. Like like so that this is why I actually it's kind of a combination of what you both just said. So uh, Diff's like it can be all competitive or it can be something else. And I and and I think what you're saying is well, how do you make it fun for the most amount of people? And to me, I think a if you're going to a tournament, you probably have some degree of fun trying to win a game. Whether you're particularly good at winning that game or if you're winning that game with some weird constraints that you made up yourself, whatever it is. You don't mind the fact that someone's going to win and someone's going to lose. I hope yeah. if you're going to a tournament, and that's a really okay thing. And then after that, I think there are ways in which, you know, if we're in a world where a 60-person event, uh, even 200, 300, 400-person events are selling out in minutes, then we have enough demand, uh, like, built up that we can start delineating skill, right? Like, Rob, you have, like, a you have martial arts background. I'm pretty sure you weren't fighting the 100-pound dude. Um, you know, like you, you weren't you weren't being lined up against people who just were physically outmatched. Um, and I think there's no reason why when we have as much demand for tournaments right now, while we still have to be in this like rep sort of kitty league style where everyone's put in the same flight, everyone fights each other. And then you get these these really lopsided, awful experiences where we could be finding ways to delineate a little bit to give people different things to shoot for. So that way you're advancing up the ranks and obviously you know people are going to be like well how do you know who's a good player and all this garbage that always comes up but nonetheless we could try to make it a little bit better so that people aren't just getting smoked by and totally outclassed and that there's always something to strive for and i think i think something like the itc if we look at at that as as a potential option for for like inspiring that change or maybe something like goonhammer is kind of signaled when they had their open letter about about competitive 40k perhaps they're looking at maybe creating something that might might do that. I think, for me, I think TO should be incentivized for the most part to run the fairest. And I think you're absolutely right too, Rob. Most fun event they can possibly run. Uh, and then not be incentivized to run the biggest event they can possibly run, which is what they are right now. Yeah, yeah. And I am Val Heffelfinger. <laughs> I'm sorry for the rant, but like that's that's where I'm at. I, th <laughs> I, I think we've we all had do, one, right? It's I one do think I think we can I think we can do what you both said. And I and I think we just need a little bit of risk taking to get there. Uh, good, yeah. No, I agree. I I think uh, I think I, I think either way, like maybe that's just a personal philosophy. Now, I think like the people who've already been invested in the hobby for a very long time, um, and the people who just like you know you, and maybe that's just because of my exposure. We've run this is our third 40k event we run this weekend in in about a month uh, here at the weekend, and we had like three new guys. Right, like sorry. Diff, apologies. That's all right. That's uh, all right. I love like, you. 
Yeah, but like, like you know, we had like three new guys this weekend, and it was fucking great fun talking to them. Like, it was great. They were like, yeah, man, I'm super excited. Like, don't know what the fuck's happening. Like, I'm really worried. If you want to go back and watch a really, really cool video, you should go back and watch the Duck Guts video that uh, is on YouTube. So, um, where I interviewed someone who'd only been in the hobby for four months, came to his first ever tournament, had, didn't have a fucking clue what was going on for any of it, but he just had a really, really great time. Like, and, and, and that's the thing that I think uh, events really, like, sing for me. I think competitive events are great, and I think team events are the best version of Warhammer anyway, so, like, like I'm already anyone, biased. Yeah? No, one, no one argues with that, and it's nice. Although the formats, we're going to keep working on the format over here, um, you know, to, to maybe make it a little more interesting. Um, I think we're going to see a rise of, of team events because I think not finally guys, wins. like... Not pardon? Yeah, I we, we can talk about that next time. There's better ways to skin that cat. For sure, uh, and we'll we'll just have to uh, give polite and consistent feedback on that one, and hopefully hopefully we see a, a standard adopted that's a little bit more closer to uh, what the established team events have always done. Anyway, oh, I, I was saying earlier I would really like to see the uh, and fuck it I, I might even rip it off. Speaking of um, of uh, ripping things off off Rob. <laughs> um, I want to see the ban phase in 40k team events. Not like in all of them. Like I'm not talking about do it at the WTC, all right? But like have some niche events that are just completely different that hey. just test you in a completely different way. Hey, well, Diff, if you want to start <coughs> running, if you start want to start running the 40k Super Series in Australia, then be, you you have my blessing. We'll uh, we'll get you some branding, uh, no problem, because we got the we got it coming for 40k in the UK soon. Um, uh, I, so you 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 will need a TSN Ned Kelly logo for me though, because like <laughs> basically, in case you haven't noticed, everything I touch has to eventually have some different Ned Kelly um, logo. Which, for those who don't know what Ned Kelly is, it's the Bush uh, Australian yeah. outlaw Bush Ranger um, from like I don't know fucking ages ago. Um, but it's the guy who won a, wore a trash can and had the big guns. Great. There's a great um, video. There's a great film with Heath Ledger in it, and you should go watch that one. Yes, that's a good yes. one. Right. Yeah. Will fuck Heath Ledger was awesome. So what? good, so good. Uh, but yeah. let's never Very talk James. about uh, a dark, whatever the one with Bane is. Let's never talk about that one. Didn't happen. Oh, yeah. Didn't happen. On that uh, note, Rob, I kind of need to go. Okay. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the 40K Jason Show. Thanks for Diffie for coming in. Thanks to you, Val. Hope you're both well. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks for subscribing, being part of the show. Love you all. Look after yourselves. Have a great time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.